We need to adapt. And the best time to do that, the best time to start learning about it, experimenting with it is right now while it's still early because we will need to adapt. We will need to learn how to incorporate these tools into our process before they potentially squeeze us out. Hey there, you're listening to the Create to Convert podcast. I'm your host, Evgenia Devrashvili, but most people call me Gigi and so can you. I'm a designer, mama, tech lover, and business educator, and I'm here to help you skip the years of trial and error and share with you the ins and outs of running a profitable business that you love. Alone or with guest experts, we cover all the good stuff here. Business, marketing, creativity, AI, life's curveballs, and if you're a parent, even the secret recipe for juggling client deadlines with bedtime stories. So if you're up for a real talk, a good laugh, and advice so actionable it should come with a warning label, then you're in the right place, my friend. No frills, no fluff, just real, raw, actionable advice and good conversations. I'm excited to have you here, so let's jump into today's episode. Hello there and welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to talk about AI and I'm going to share with you the AI tools that I personally use in my business to streamline my process, automate tasks, speed up my operations, and just in general, supercharge my solo design business. Now, AI has definitely been the topic of the year. Everyone is talking about it and some people are super excited about its potential. Others are freaking out and fearing for their jobs. And I think we actually need a separate episode on the podcast to really talk about the future of AI and how I think it's going to integrate into the design world. But what I can tell you is that so far, so far, (laughs) AI has been amplifying and improving my business rather than the other way around. So far for now, my clients are not looking to replace me with AI design tools out there. They're not looking to save thousands by prompting a web building tool to spit out a landing page within a couple of seconds. So for now, it's all good news guys. But I definitely think that we are at the very early stages of this AI revolution. We're only starting to see its full potential. And that means that the technology is going to evolve, grow, become smarter and incorporate even more into our daily life. And for us creatives, that means that we need to adapt. And the best time to do that, the best time to start learning about it, experimenting with it is right now while it's still early because we will need to adapt. We will need to learn how to incorporate tools into our process before they potentially squeeze us out. It's not even the tools that are going to squeeze us out, it's the people who use these tools. Because people who learn how to incorporate them to serve their clients better, faster, more efficiently, they will have an advantage over those who don't. There's just no denying it. Maybe not tomorrow, next week, next month, or even a year's time, but it is happening. Now, personally, I've been using AI quite a lot in my business recently, in my process, in my operations and design and client projects. And when I was prepping for this episode, I wrote down a list of all the different tools that I use that have some AI capability. And I came down to 28 tools. That's a lot of tools. And it's funny because a lot of the tools I use, I didn't even realize that they incorporated some AI element to it because I did just didn't pay attention. And it's possible that even if you're not consciously using AI right now, it's possible that a lot of the tools that you are using in your business have already added some AI functionality to it. And that means you are kind of using AI. But in any case, 20 tools, it's way too much to cover in one episode. So what I decided to do is break it down into two parts, going to have part one, this one, talk about all things business, so tools that help me be more efficient and more productive in my business. And then in a different one, I'm going to cover the design side of things. So tools I use for creativity, for design, client projects, all that good stuff. 
Now, the tools I'm going to mention today, these are my go-to tools. And of course, that doesn't mean that these are the only tools that you absolutely must have in your business. Otherwise, you suck. <laughs> no, definitely not. These are just the tools that I love using, that I love experimenting with, playing around with. And really, the purpose of this episode is to simply share what's working for me. Maybe you'll find something that will work for you as well. And also to show you what's possible with AI, because I know that a lot of people People who haven't used AI yet, or maybe they just dip their toes in it, they find that the technology is either too basic. So meaning, you know, they're saying like, well, if I can do it myself, why would I waste time trying to figure out how to make that tool do it for me? Or on the flip side, they find that the technology is too complex. And so they don't really understand it and they don't really want to commit to learning it. And of course, I'm by no means an expert in this field. I don't know everything that there is to know about AI, but then who really does, right? Uh, but I am very curious minded and I am learning as I go, just like all of you are. I'm currently seeing the benefits and the positive impact it's having on my business and how it's helping me organize in a way that fits me. And what I love most is that it can help solo business owners like myself, like you, run their business more efficiently without crazily impacting the cost of running their business. So that's what I hope you'll get out of this episode as well. All right, the first tool I want to talk about is surprise, surprise, ChatGPT. And ChatGPT is my Robin, you guys. It's my favorite sidekick and I literally use it for every single thing every single day. I'm sure most of you have heard of it or maybe some of you are using it already. But if it is your first time hearing about it, ChatGPT is basically a text-based AI that mimics in a way human conversation writing style. You can give it a specific instruction, a prompt and interact with it. And it will also remember context within a conversation, which is pretty awesome. And as I said, I use it a lot, <laughs> not just for business, but also for personal stuff. And just today, I used it to help me come up with recipe ideas out of whatever we have left in the fridge, because it's the end of the week and there is not much left there. Uh, I used it to help me brainstorm title ideas for my upcoming webinar, to help me brainstorm promo ideas for that webinar, help me script out a webinar ad for the podcast and come up with a podcast episode outline. And that one is a fun one. It helped me update the text in a client's brand guidelines document to be more aligned with their industry and tone of voice. Pretty cool, right? Now, could I have done all of that by myself? Yeah, sure. But did it allow me to save a lot of time, free up some mental space and possibly have a little bit of fun as well? Absolutely. I love ChatGPT because it helps me overcome this initial writing or creative blogs that often occur at the beginning of a process. You know, when you need to come up with a webinar outline or a blog post, or when you need to politely but firmly stand your ground and ask the client to respect your boundaries. Often we know what we want to say, but we struggle to get the words out. And for me, who's, you know, English is my third or fourth language, I sometimes get a little bit mixed up and things get a little messy in my head. So, ChatGPT really has been amazing at helping me overcome those initial blocks so that I can then go and dive into my genius zone. Now, if you're starting out with ChatGPT, then you can definitely start exploring it for free using the 3.5 model. I've now converted to the paid version simply because I wanted to make use of the extra functionality and the plugins, because that's when you really start 
pushing its limits and really seeing all the awesomeness in action. Now, if you are on the paid plan, I do want to share some of my favorite plugins, starting with web chat GPT. It's not really a plugin that you connect inside the app. It's more of an extension that you connect through Google Chrome. And basically this extension allows you to pull content from the web because ChatGPT is currently trained on data until January, 2022. That's what ChatGPT told me. I asked it. I thought it was still September 21, but apparently they trained it further. So it's currently trained on data until January, 2022. And that extension allows you to get deeper insight into different topics, but basically pooling information in real time from the web. Now, other plugins I love using right inside ChatGPT, you can connect up to three plugins for any request, are SEO Assistant for keyword research, SEO Core AI for kind of general SEO analysis of a page. So you can do that for your own website, or maybe you want to do that for your client and you can ask it to provide recommendations. Then there's Link Reader. So this I use to pull up and summarize information from a web page or a document. For example, if I want to summarize a freebie or a blog post or a presentation, it will analyze that data and provide a really great summary. Then there is show notes, and that's a plugin to help you summarize podcast episodes. But I have another podcast related tool that I use as well. I'm going to share about it later on. Then there is video summary, and that's a plugin that will summarize YouTube videos when I'm too lazy to watch them. <laughs> no, I use it more often when I actually stumble on a really great video and I want to kind of recap it and take the biggest takeaways from it. So you can use that plugin to create that summary for you. Show Me Diagrams is a plugin that will help you visualize some complex data or information in a diagram. And I use that a couple of times for workshops and also in my business course, The Breakthrough Designer, because often I have like I have a framework in mind. I can explain it, but I can't always really come up with an interesting way to visualize it. And sometimes actually very basic, which is exactly, you know, the simpler, the better. But it's really helpful to kind of take that mental load off of you and help you visualize data uh, in, in a diagram. Prompt Perfect is a really great plugin if you're kind of starting out with ChatGPT and you want to learn how to prompt better, how to write better prompts. So that plugins will evaluate the prompt that you already give ChatGPT and then it's going to improve it and rephrase it for you. So especially you're still learning the ropes, trying to understand how to actually get the best information out of ChatGPT, that plugin is really great. Another thing that I love doing is simply asking ChatGPT after I write my prompt saying, hey, what additional information do you need from me to provide me with the best possible answer? And it will ask you a couple of questions and then you can just provide information. You always get better results the more detail you provide in your prompt. And finally, Photorealistic is a great plugin for writing better prompts for Midjourney, which is another AI, but it's an image-based AI and it will help you write better prompts for it. And as a result, you'll get better quality images. There's a bunch of other plugins I love using inside ChatGPT to really push its functionality further. Uh, but these are the ones that I have on top of my mind right now. I think that we'll need to create another episode or maybe video about just the plugins because there is a bunch of them that can really transform your experience. If that's something you'd be interested in, just hit me up on DMs on Instagram to let me know. Or maybe there's another AI related topic you'd like to know more about. I'm always all ears for your recommendations. It helps me provide better content for you guys. So definitely send me a message on Instagram to share your ideas.
Actually, for all my designers out there, I do have a small announcement for you. If you've been thinking of joining the next round of the Breakthrough Designer, my business coaching program for designers, we're reopening the doors mid-October, which is super exciting. And I am creating a whole new bonus AI module as part of the curriculum update. I know that AI is a big, scary topic for some. And because it's now such a big part of our lives and our business, I saw that I needed to update the curriculum to add that in. So we're going to look at how to use AI as a brand designer, as a brand strategist, web designer, packaging designer with actual examples, prompt and practical exercises. So if you're not on the list for TBD yet for the Breakthrough Designer, I've put a link to join the waitlist in the show notes, or you can just head over to 16creative.com forward slash waitlist and make sure you're the first to know about the relaunch and all the amazing early bird offers. Once again, that's 16creative.com forward slash waitlist. All right, moving on to the next AI tool is Midjourney. And I briefly mentioned Midjourney before, but it's basically an image-based AI tool that is just magic. It will generate an image based on a prompt you give it. As simple as that. But it is a little bit of a black hole, <laughs> I'll be honest. I used to spend hours just scrolling through Pinterest for inspiration, and now I do the same with Midjourney generating picture after picture after picture. I use it to brainstorm, creative client directions, web design inspiration, custom graphics, packaging. But from a business perspective, I've been using it a lot to actually create custom mockups for my portfolio that I'm currently updating for the new website. And it's a lot of fun, but it definitely also requires practice and experimentation to get the results that you want. So for example, if you're a brand designer and you want to, let's say, create custom mockups for your clients, or maybe you're a web designer and you create websites templates and you want to populate your templates with cool graphics and cool images, Midjourney is definitely your go-to for that. But honestly, even though I've been using Midjourney for a while now, I still feel like I'm just scratching the surface. And just like with any other tool, you simply get better the more you use it and the more you learn how to prompt it correctly. And Midjourney has a lot of little tricks and tips on how to do that. One of my clients wanted to create some illustrations for her upcoming workshop and she went to Midjourney because she heard me talk about it and she basically quickly gave up because she couldn't really get the results that she wanted. And that's exactly why I'm currently not too phased about you know, all these tools, quote unquote, taking our jobs, because people still need to learn them. People still need to invest their time and their knowledge in understanding how do these tools work and how can they apply them in their life and business. And that takes commitment. That takes time. And people are lazy. And I'm pretty certain that the type of clients that most of us work with or want to work with, they are ready to pay premium prices so they don't have to figure it out themselves. They want to focus on what they love doing and pay skilled creatives like yourself to figure out the rest. So all these tools, yes, they're amazing. Yes, they're intelligent. They're powerful, but it's still a commitment, especially for our clients. But you can start figuring out, you can start learning, you can start experimenting with it so that then you can potentially offer a better experience for your own clients. All right, let's talk about another really cool little AI tool that I love using. I think I use it daily almost, and that's Merlin AI. Such a cool little name. So if ChatGPT is my sidekick, Merlin AI is Google Chrome's 
Sidekick and is basically a free Chrome extension that sits on the side of your browser window and is powered by ChatGPT and Claude. And that's really cool because I'm based in Switzerland and I can't really use Claude right now because it's only available in the UK and the US. So it's interesting for me to just compare the differences between the two AI tools. And sometimes ChatGPT will provide a better answer, sometimes Claude. And I basically use the same prompt with both of them to see which one do I like best. So how do I use Merlin? Probably one of my most popular use of it is for email writing. So for example, if I'm struggling to explain myself or I need to be a little bit more, you know, strong worded or whatever, or I want to answer a specific thing inside of an email, this is when Merlin comes to play. What you can do is you can select, for example, a portion of the email. You can just highlight a portion of the email in Gmail and ask Merlin to address that specific part and write an answer for that specifically, which is pretty cool. Now, of course, you could copy paste it, you know, into ChatGPT and prompt it to write an answer in there. But Merlin AI lives right in your browser. So everything is happening right there inside your Gmail, which does save some time. Or what you can also do, and I use Merlin AI a lot for that, is you can use it to interact with a specific web page. For example, you can summarize a page like a blog post, or my favorite way is instead of just summarizing, you can say, hey, can you extract the three key takeaways from this post? Or even better, can you help me come up with new additional blog posts based on that one post. Let's say your competitor wrote a blog post about topic X, right? You don't want to just rewrite the same thing and write about the same topic. However, you can ask Merlin, hey, hey what are some complementary topics that you can come up with based on that blog post? Or you can do the same with your own content. If you have a very broad topic that you wrote about, you can ask it, hey, can you actually break this down into three different topics so that then you can dive deeper into each one of them in a separate blog? So there are a lot of really cool little applications like that that can help you create content, can help you learn faster as well, and help you brainstorm ideas. Another cool Merlin feature I like is right inside YouTube. So Merlin integrates into the YouTube page. And when you're watching a video, you can ask it to create a real-time summary, a timestamp summary of that video. And you can even ask it to write an entire blog post for you based on that video. Although I would say it's more like a first draft than a full-on blog post, but still it does create this really great summary of it. You can also create a tweet or I don't know, do we still say tweet or is it an X now? Uh, you can write a LinkedIn post based on that video. There's a bunch of really cool features. And I love, again, the fact that it integrates so seamlessly into the browser. So it feels like it's just always been there and you can use it for free, by the way. That's important to mention. You get 50 tokens, I think, per day uh, that you can spend on different inquiries. And every inquiry is going to cost you something different. But then if you want, you can also buy more. You can get on a paid plan if you need more of Merlin in your day. So just like ChatGPT and like MidJourney, these tools provide you a free account to kind of start playing around with, experimenting with, uh, to see if that's something that you'd like to commit to. And then you can always upgrade to the paid plan.
All right, the next tool I want to highlight is Cast Magic. And Cast Magic is a tool that helps convert podcast episodes into a bunch of other stuff. So all I have to do is drop an audio file in there and it will basically spit out the transcript, title ideas, keywords, timestamp overview, key topic and bullet points. And it will even pull up some quotes and interesting catchphrases that I can then use later on to film some promo reels, for example. Now, the cool thing is that you can also create your own mini prompt bot. So for example, you can ask it to write a newsletter based on that audio file or a TikTok script or show notes or whatever. Super powerful stuff. And because I got this on AppSumo as a lifetime deal, I don't have to pay a monthly subscription for it. So I'm extra happy about it. I'm a big AppSumo junkie in general because I love tools uh, and you can often find some really, really great ones on there. So this one was definitely one of them. Speaking of podcasts, the next tool I want to talk about is Descript. Now, I've used Descript a couple of times in the past, and I kind of always struggled to commit to it, to be honest. But since I started using Ecamm for my workshops, video interviews, podcasts, all of that, I decided to give it another go because then I can automatically send Ecamm video recordings to Descript and save time. And you know what? The hype is very real. <laughs> The hype is so real. It's such a great tool once you commit to it. The thing is with Descript, you can basically edit video and audio files as if you were editing a Google Doc, basically. And because it's such a different concept for someone who's used to the more traditional audio and video editing style, it was just hard for me to really get used to it and really fully embrace it. But because we are in the process, you know, we're going all in with podcasts and video interviews. And because I'm in the process of revamping my recording and editing workflow to make it just easier for me and my team to work on this together, collaborate and, and edit the content, I am currently looking into how can I streamline this entire thing. And I think it's time to really fully commit to Descript. Plus they acquired Squadcast uh, recently, which is a podcast recording tool. And and this means that they're going to have a bunch of other things, other cool features under their belt. So I'm really looking forward to see how they grow in the future. Another AI tool I've recently added to my collection is Motion. So not Notion, you know, I'm a Notion girl, but Motion. And you know what? Now I'm wondering how the heck did I live without it? <laughs> it's such an amazing tool. So Motion is basically a calendar, task manager, and scheduler all in one. Now it's no secret, as, as I mentioned, that I'm a Notion girl through and through. I use Notion to organize every single bit of my life and my business, my personal life, etc. And I have a space in my HQ in Notion for all my tasks. Everything I need to get done goes right there. And I've been using the system for a very long time now. I'm super used to it and it's been working pretty well. However, it does have one major pitfall that's prioritizing tasks and fitting them onto my schedule. And that's where motion comes in. Motion with an M. <laughs> so inside motion, you can write your tasks and then it will automatically schedule them on your calendar based on the duration, due date and priority. And Motion's AI also learns about your schedule the more you use it and kind of shuffle things around to maximize your productivity. And what's really cool is that with the power of Zapier, another really great tool, with the power of Zapier, I'm able to sync my Notion task space 
with motion. Very confusing. They sound so similar. So I can still enter the task in my Notion space, but then it will sync it with motion and show up directly on my calendar and block time for it, which is so great. The other really cool feature that Motion has is the scheduler. So just like Calendly and other schedules out there, you can create different types of events and share that link with someone in an email or, you know, add a booking link on your website or something. But you can also manually share your availability by just dragging time slots on your calendar when you're available. Copy the auto-generated message and voila. That's it. And for example, I have this person I've been trying to connect with over the last couple of weeks. But because we have such different time zones, we're two separate sides of the world. It's really hard to find time within our working hours. So when she goes into my schedule or when I go into hers, we never find time that makes sense for both of us. So instead, I used that to basically select hours outside of my working hours when I am available and I can see it so clearly on that calendar and and book a time that would be better fitted for both of us. Uh, it is a pay tool. I do want to mention it is a pay tool, but considering the price of some of those, even other just schedulers and all the additional features that are packed into motion and the hours that you get back, it's one of those tools that just makes sense for me to pay for. And I love having it as part of my arsenal. There's a bunch of other really amazing features inside, like you can get your entire project in there, breaking down into tasks and schedule every single task based on the timeline. Anyway, there's there's a lot to explore in there. Uh, but if you don't want to pay for a tool like that, then there is a very similar tool out there. It's called Mayday, uh, which is also really great and does a lot of the same stuff. Uh, and because they're currently in beta, at least at the time of recording this, it's free. So you can also check that out. The main reason why I decided to go with Motion and not Mayday is because it does have a couple of more advanced tools and functionality. And also the fact that I can connect it through Zapier with my Notion, which was a pretty big deal for me. But if that's not a deal breaker for you, then feel free to check it out. It's pretty funky. I love the actually the design of it is pretty cool. One other tool I now cannot live without, and I think every single person listening needs to download this right now, if you have any sorts of calls or virtual meetings in your business or whatever, is Fathom. F-A-T-H-O-M. By the way, all of these tools and the things that I mentioned, they're going to be in the show notes. So don't worry. So Fathom is free, completely free, no catch, which is insane because it does so much and better than any paid similar tool I've used before in the past. And what it allows you to do is record, transcribe, summarize, and highlight your virtual calls, whether it's on Zoom, Microsoft team, Google Meet, whatever. So while you're on the call, it will record the meeting. And in real time, you can highlight parts of the conversation. So let's say your client is sharing something really important and you want to make sure that you highlight that and it's going to record that and summarize it for you. You can also bookmark parts of the conversation. You can create action items uh, right there on the call. And then when the call is over, you'll get a transcript and a summary of the call and all of these additional notes as well. And you can share that with your client or keep it for yourself or whatever. It is so good. I think my description doesn't even give it justice. It is amazing. And as I mentioned, it's free. And I've been loving using it this for like client calls, 
mentoring sessions, coaching calls. It's really, really great. It's like having your own actual meeting assistant right there taking the notes for you. Now, I know that Zoom also has now an AI feature where it provides a summary of the call for you. But to be honest, I personally find it pretty generic and it's nothing compared to what you can do with Fathom. So once again, it's free. Go get it. Just go get it. You're not going to regret it. Trust me. Okay, so we covered ChatGPT, MidJourney, Merlin AI, Cast Magic, Descript, Motion, Fathom. Yes, these are my top business related tools I use on a regular basis. I love these guys. Thank you for all the developers who came up with such amazing tools. Thank you for making our lives easier. Now, there are a few other tools that I use or I used before these that have now integrated AI into it. And I think it's worth mentioning as well. So one of them is, of course, Loom. And I use Loom to record training videos, walkthroughs, updates and so on. And now with the new AI capability, it helps you generate titles, summaries, chapters, even tasks from your videos, but it also kind of clears up your audio and makes it sound a little bit better. Now, I've never really created summaries for my videos, to be honest, before that, but now that I have it, I can see how it makes a difference and how it can create a better experience for my clients as well. I think four extra bucks a month, it does make a difference and I'm really happy with it. Another one of my business tools that recently incorporated AI is Social Juice. Social Juice is another lifetime deal I got on AppSumo and I use it to collect reviews and testimonials from my clients, my students, and my customers. So you can use it just to store your reviews all in one place or there are also a lot of really cool templates that you can embed on your website. Now, when they mentioned that they're going to come up with an AI functionality, I was kind of curious how they're going to do that because it wasn't really obvious how they were going to integrate that into the tool, but they came up with such a great idea and I'm really happy with it because it's something I was already doing, but now I can do it better. <laughs> so basically they're making it easier to collect reviews and testimonials by using a chat bot that will ask clients questions and based on their answers is going to generate a testimonial. Such a great idea. And that makes it so much easier for people to provide feedback because it reduces that friction that people have with writing testimonials and writing reviews. Nobody really likes writing them, but it's so much easier to just ask, answer a couple of questions and let the technology write it for you. Now, speaking of chatbots, another absolute deal that I'm currently experimenting with is chat node. So chat node is a chatbot that you can train from a PDF, a document, a data source, or a web page. And the way that I'm currently using it or planning to use, I'm currently training it, is to use it on the sales page for the breakthrough designer to allow visitors to ask the chatbot a question about the program and get an answer. So for example, you can ask it, hey, how much is the program? Is there, is there a payment plan? How long is the program? Am I gonna learn how to attract clients? Am I gonna get a contract template? And based on the information that is going to be available on the sales page or any additional information I will feed it, it will be able to provide an answer. Pretty cool. Now, of course, it's technology, so things can get a little tricky, but I think for content-heavy websites or sales pages, this could be a really great feature for users because visitors can get their questions answered much quicker and they don't need to kind of like browse through, scroll through and try to figure it out themselves. 
Notion also added an AI feature where you can ask it to write blog posts, outlines, summaries, action items, etc. But I'll be honest, because I use ChatGPT and, and Merlin, etc., I don't really use Notion AI at all. But I've heard good things from people who have used it. Some people actually say that, well, it does provide kind of generic content. But again, with AI generated content, you do want to take it as a first draft rather than the final draft. <laughs> it's a really great starting point to actually move you in the right direction. And finally, the last tool I'm going to mention here is my mail app. So I use Spark Mail for my emails and I love Spark in general. It's a beautiful tool. It helps me keep my emails organized, even though I'm not a zero inbox girl. I'm trying, but it's really, really hard. Damn, it's hard. <laughs> But it does help me stay organized and ensure that, you know, I focus on the right things. Now, with their new AI capabilities, I can create a new email and start writing it with the power of AI, edit it and save it as a template for the future directly in the app. And you know me, I love to templatize my stuff. So it's really awesome to just have it right there. I've been loving it. So there you go. This is my little stack of AI elves, so to speak, that help me be more efficient in my business and help me streamline some of my operations. Now, are they absolutely necessary to have? No, they're not, but they do help. And I think allowing technology to seamlessly integrate into our business will help us evolve and adapt better than our competitors. Now, as I mentioned before, I do have a whole other stack of tools I use to help in my creative process. I'm talking brain brainstorming, wireframing, designing, branding, all of that. But I think we'll definitely need another episode on that. What do you think? Do you want to hear about it? If so, do let me know by popping into my DMs and share with me what did you enjoy most from this episode? What tools are you currently using in your business? And what more would you like to hear me share about when it comes to AI? And again, if you're looking to scale your design business, if you're looking to attract better clients with bigger budgets, double or maybe even triple your revenue, streamline your operations, then get on the wait list for the Breakthrough Designer. We're reopening the doors mid-October. I'm so excited. And there's going to be a whole bonus module about AI and how to use it in your process in there. So if you want to be the first to know about it and get first dips on all the early bird offers, then head over to 16creative.com forward slash waitlist and join us there. All right. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found this episode valuable and you took something away from it, whether it's a new tool, a new perspective on AI and its capabilities or anything else. Feel free to grab a screenshot of the episode, share it in your stories, tag me at 16creative so I can see what resonated with you most. Thanks again. And until next time, keep creating, my friends.